Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, January 5th, 2024. Episode number 250 is right here. Thank you, Haley, for that awesome introduction. And Happy New Year to all of my listeners. I hope everybody had a safe New Year and a Merry Christmas, a safe holiday season. I uh, I had a great time. Uh, Christmas Eve, I went to the Bronco game with my girlfriend, my daughter, and my son-in-law. It was great until it wasn't last-second field goal. The New England Patriots, of all people, beat the Denver Broncos there on Christmas Eve. And then we find out right after that that they're uh, benching Russell Wilson. So politics are definitely in play with that football game. But it was still fun to go check it out. It was about 20 degrees. It was really cold. But it was a lot of fun. Looking back at 2023, I did 51 events. And that is a lot. I, 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 I guess I need to look back and see how many I did the previous few years. But uh, since COVID, it seems like it's ramped up a little bit. 51 events sounds like almost every weekend. But if you think about, you know, the, the Daytona Bike Week, I can get five to seven down there. Flat Track Grand Championships, I got seven in a row. Uh, sometimes some other events get two or three in a weekend. So it's not every weekend that I'm working, but it's, uh, it's a lot. And I'm glad to be doing it. It's better than a real job, right? <laughs> 62 days to the Daytona short track. I love Donnie LaRue and amanationalnumber.com posting that every day on Facebook. So I did some research and 18 people have held national number 62. Uh, currently it's Dan Bromley who held it from 20 to 24, but he also had it back in 2017. Luke Goff, the Australian writer, had it from 2009 to 2012. My former teammate, Paul Bergstrom, Polly Wogs, had it from 1996 to 2001. Some other notables, Tommy Duma had it back in 1982. Corky Keener was probably the most famous, number 62. He had it from 1973 to 1981. And this one struck me by surprise. Johnny Goad, the tuner, actually had 19, uh, number 62 back in 1972. So... That's pretty cool. I guess I didn't realize he had held national number 62. I'd like to say thanks to Kevin Lynn for providing the picture for today's podcast. Uh, he's got some great photos up there from DeCoin last weekend. Uh, if you can, if you want to look for pictures from him from that weekend that you can purchase, Kevin Lynn is his name, PR Man Photos on Facebook and on Instagram. In the news, man, this has been a, a busy couple of weeks. I think it's going to get busier as uh, you know the first of the year is here now. I think some more announcements are going to come. But Wednesday this week, Turner Racing announced that they signed the young phenom Walker Porter, the Alabama slammer, who is just 14 years old. But this is the first time I think that they've outright sponsored an amateur rider uh, in flat track. And I, I think it's good. I think he's the real deal. 14 years old I think you know I think he could go pro he he runs with the pros he's fast you know I know the rules say 16 but uh, keep an eye on Walker Porter now a Turner Honda rider speaking of Turner Honda they are keeping Trent Lowe for 2024 and they're adding on Evan Renshaw Renshaw if you don't know who he is was number 65 and he won the AMA Nikki Hayden Horizon Award this year at the Flat Track Grand Championships He's a tall rider. Haven't seen much of him lately because he got hurt uh, at one of the East Coast races, broke his collarbone. I think that was his first broken bone from racing. So I think he's back up to full speed. So we'll be hearing more about him as he goes pro and goes for that rookie of the year in the singles class in 2024. In other news, Cody Cop Hot Rod, he posted, New year, new team, same number, same goal. 
He says he's getting the band back together and going for a third consecutive championship. He'll be sponsored by Latest Motors, which sponsored his dad, Joe Kopp, for many years. BMC, which is Beaverton Motorcycle Company. Um, BMC also sponsors, you know, Davis Fisher. Uh, Beaverton loves flat track, and I'm glad to see that they're on board with Cody Kopp. Uh, He'll be riding KTMs again, but they will be built by Wally Brown Racing. And Andrew Butler will be the head mechanic. He'll be, you know, the tuner, spinning the wrenches. And, you know, it sounds sounds like the whole team is there with the exception of the factory ride. So no Chris Fillmore. But it sounds like they've got a a pretty good package put together for the 24th season. And speaking of latest motors, Max Whale announced earlier about a week and a half ago that he will be racing a Harley-Davidson XG750 for latest motors racing in the super twins class so again latest motors staying with joe cop joe cop was there with max and cody through all the factory ktm team so again the the whole band is together if you want to throw max whale into the mix joe cop is there um i think he's going to have a, a a good run at it he'll be definitely going for the rookie of the year in the super twins class now that they have that award back in super twins I also talked to Russ Briggs on Christmas, actually, and, and his announcement isn't official yet, so I'm not going to share the news, but he'll have a new rider. He's uh, not going to have uh, Henry Wiles riding for him. He's staying with Johnny Goad, uh, but he's going to have a new rider moving up into the Super Twins class. More information on that will be coming soon. I'm not going to spoil the news, but just start thinking about that. Another new Super Twins rider. Also in the news, I spoke to J.D. Beach down in DuCoin last weekend. He told me he's going road racing in 2024. I'm not going to say who he's riding for. He hasn't posted that just yet. And he's looking to ride a few select rounds of American Flat Track. So hopefully that news about who he's racing for in road racing will be coming out soon. So good luck to JD. Uh, he did a great job representing Yamaha and riding for Estenson Racing. Won a lot of races. Definitely the man to beat on the TTs the last few years. So good luck to JD in his road racing ventures. Last weekend was the Ethan Gillum Memorial Short Track and TT uh, down in DuCoin, Illinois, the indoor building. Practice was on Friday night. I heard that there were some other fast guys there that didn't stick around to race. I heard Dallas Daniels was there. Uh, Chase Sadoff was there. And Jeffrey Carver was there on Friday night. They all didn't stick around to race on Saturday. And normally this event is a two-day show. This year, Steve just put packed it all into one day, you know, short track and TT. So we kind of went back and forth. We practiced the short track. Everybody went back, put their front brakes on. We practiced the TT. We went back, you know, short track, TT, back and forth, back and forth throughout the day. A little bit more on Ethan Gillum. Uh, he passed away in May of 2007 at the age of 10. And Ethan is the uh, younger brother of Hayden and Frankie Lee Gillum, and he raced the number 95, and that is why J.D. Beach runs number 95. And I believe the hot pink color is involved because of Ethan, too. I think he had that on his stuff, and, and J.D. You know, always has some bright pink on. I think in DeCoin, he had pink uh, riding gear on. He had pink hubs on his Yamaha. So uh, it was cool that they still honor Ethan Gillum. Even though it's been since 2007, we keep that race going. And, you know, J.D. Beach was a big part of keeping that race going. Also, Danny Walker with American Super Camp and the Ice Barn were all sponsored that event. Uh, And it was, of course, a Steve Nace racing venture. But uh, it was pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. I love that race. It's usually right around New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. This year is on New Year's Eve Eve. So a lot of people came down and they got to go home and celebrate New Year's, you know, wherever they're from. 
On the short track, there was 181 entries, 36 heat races, two semifinals, and 26 main events. On the TT, 117 riders, 28 heat races, one semifinal, and 23 main events. I'm going to get into the results. I'm not going to give results for every single class. I'll probably just hit some of the highlights. If there is a class with less than five people, I probably won't mention it. I do apologize for that. I think Steve Nace Racing posts all his results on the website. So if you want to find out more than what I'm getting ready to cover, stevenaceracing.com. We'll start with the short track, and Open Amateur was main event number one. It was the 10 of Walker Porter, the Alabama Slamma taking the win. Second was the 68 of Jason Straw Jr. I don't know this youngster very well. He's only 15 years old. He's from Belleville, Illinois, but he was impressive. I think the one mistake he made in this race was uh, he was one of the first or second picks. I think he was the first or second pick. And he picked the outside, and on a short track indoor like that, I think I'd rather start down low, maybe not all the way on the inside, but, you know, that's how you learn. You you do it by going out there and giving it a shot, you know, and maybe he saw something out there, uh, but he finished up second. Third was the 13 of Luke Baird. Haven't uh, seen him for a long time. Fourth was 94, Caden Cox, who was fast all day, and then Aiden Johnson from Pennsylvania was fifth. The Vet 25 plus class was a lot of fun. The number 13, Luke Baird from Owensboro, Kentucky, took the win in that one. Uh, Will Cato, who's from Minnesota, used to be national number 35, he was second. Dusty Young, who's from right there in uh, DeSoto, Illinois, just right down the street from DeCoin, which is Jennifer, who works for Steve Nace. It's Jennifer's son, so Dusty races every once in a while. He just loves that indoor, so congrats to Dusty for finishing up third. And then it was Frankie Lee Gillum fourth. And then the 34 of Alan Schluger from Britt, Iowa, finished up fifth. Young grabbed the whole shot. Cato uh, came all the way up to second from the second row. He was the man on the move, but uh, there was no catching Luke Baird in that one. Race four, I don't normally talk about this class, but it was a really good race. It was the 100cc to 200cc four-stroke. Riders 12 years old and older. Some some kind of some people call these like the pit bike races, but 100 to 200 four-stroke. The 55 Jarrett Noss from Evansville, Indiana, took the win. Uh, 537 Clayton Hirsch was second. 594 Deegan Louthen was third. Like I said, that was a really good race. Those bikes are so close that you, know, you can almost hold them wide open, back it off, go in the corner, and then grab a handful. So uh, you know, not a lot of power at those 100 to 200 cc four-strokes. But that one was a really good race. Super Senior 50-plus class. It was the 251. Scott Walter, who was 59 years old. He was impressive all day long. He's from Amory, Wisconsin. He took the win. The 33, Dallas Mayer, was second. His nephew, Michael Mayer, on the 32, was third. The 35 of James Dean Faulkner, who I used to race against, was fourth. And fifth was the 64, Charlie Roberts, who had to start the back after jumping the start. Up next, I won't get into this one too much, but I was excited to see there's actually a women's class. There was three ladies signed up. And what they're trying to do right now is I've seen, you know, Jess Reynolds and a a few other ladies trying to get a women's class put together for the Flat Track Grand Championship. So I think you ladies, if you want to race that, stick together, get a hold of AMA and ask them for the women's class. But the winner was Lydia Condor from Siegel, Illinois. Second was Shaylee Croy from Mattoon, Illinois. And April Dimitrov on the number nine bike was third. So that was, again, I, I like that there's women getting involved uh, these girls, uh, 13, 16, and one rider didn't have an age. So they're young females, up-and-comers, you know, and and I love it, the women's class. We'll see if we can get that in the Flat Track Grand Championships. 
open pro-am motorcycles. This was probably the best race on the short track. Uh, J.D. Beach was getting hole shots every single heat race, every single main event. Grabbed another hole shot in this one. And Fisher, Davis Fisher, that's right, came all the way down. He lives up in Michigan now, but he came down and passed J.D. on the inside up to the finish line. They went across the line side by side. I called it as Fisher taking the win. I looked at the scorekeepers there beside me. Um, Carrie Gillum was there. Jennifer, Cheryl, the scorekeepers all talked it over. And they, they end up uh, calling the 67 the winner. So uh, Davis Fisher taking the win. The 95, J.D. Beach was second. Hayden Gillum was third. Walker Porter was the highest finishing amateur rider. He was fourth. And then the 157 of Ian Wolf was fifth. 450 production class. Again, some more up-and-comers uh, coming through the pack. Chase Anderson was the winner on the three. The 5'8", and Johnson was second. Jason Straw Jr. was third. Kayla Martin, fourth. And the 34, Alan Schluger from Iowa, was fifth. 250 production class. The 84 grabbed the whole shot. Braxton Reagan, a third-generation racer from Buckner, Illinois, was leading it. He went wide on lap number three while leading it, opened up the door. Braden Huff came on through and took the win. Braxton Reagan was second. Remington Leonard all the way up to the 250 class now. I remember him just on 50 cc's not that long ago. He was third. Monte Pedre was fourth. And Colton Mortimer was fifth. Vintage, 1984 and older. We had a bad pileup uh, early on, like I think the first or second lap going into turn number one. And Anyways, it ended up involving the 69, the 35, and the 42 caught up at the very end. But the 69, John Clark, he went down the hardest. The 35 went up and over, had nowhere to go. James Dean Faulkner and the 42, that's my buddy, uh, Perry Deke. He was caught up at the very end of it. So we had to have a restart. A few riders did not restart that one, uh, but the 55X took the win, Jarrett Noss. Uh, second was Charlie Roberts on his Boltaco. Third was James Dean, James Dean Faulkner from the back row. Then you got Randy Hassler and the 88X of Fred Mears from Oklahoma took the fifth position there in the vintage 1984 and older short track. 85cc production class, 65 Rhett Larson took the win. The 43 Cash Carter was second, and the 159 of Hayden Hug was third. 50cc production shaft class. There was actually eight entries in this one. That's why I'm going to talk about it for just a second. Oliver Mayer, who is Levi Mayer's son, he took the win. They live now in Scottsboro, Alabama. They're originally from right there in the DeCoin area, but it was Oliver Mayer. And I looked down and his family was cheering right beside me and they said he's either fast or he's not fast that day. And they said fast Oliver showed up. So it was Oliver Mayer taking the win. The 35 Will Cato Jr. was second and Corbin Carter was third 450 pro motorcycles again another good race between uh, fisher and jd beach hayden gillam is in there and it was the 95 jd beach taking the win by about a wheel over the 67 of fisher 169 was third hayden gillam ian wolf was fourth and then here's jake lewis the 85 who said he hasn't raced flat track since 2018 he would end up fifth in that one i talked to jake earlier in the day and he said he was just there to have some fun 85cc modified class. This was one of my fast, you know, favorite classes the last couple years, especially down in Florida and the Flat Track Grand Championships because it's so competitive. But Remington Litter took the win. Uh, Rhett Larson was second. Hayden Hug was third. Audie Snelson was fourth. And the 43 of Cash Carter was fifth. And these guys are so small, but they're already on 85cc bikes because you have to be nine years old or older. So the youngest one in that class was Cash Carter. And he, he got the whole shot, but he went back to fifth. But, you know, he's just getting some seat time, just getting faster on these 85s. 
450 modified class. We had another pile up in this one. Kayla Martin, the 01 rider from Ohio, went down. The 24 had nowhere to go. Went up and over the handlebars. McLean Drucker, that's the bear. So we had a restart. The 10, Walker Porter picks up another victory. Carson King was second. Caden Cox, who I said has been fast all weekend, he actually had a bad heat race in this one. Had to come from row number two, got up to third. And they had Blakeberry fourth. And the 06 of Loyal Prack from Milwaukee was fifth. Senior 40-plus class, it was... Uh, you know, riders 40 years old and older is Michael Mayer taking the win at 52 years of age. And then my buddy Chris Boone on his 48th birthday would finish second on a borrowed motorcycle. And then the 251 Scott Walter was third, Dallas Mayer fourth, and the 54 Brian Hopper was fifth. Last race on the short track, it was the Open Pro Motorcycles, 95. Again, J.D. Beach picks up another victory, riding his Yamaha. Then you have the 67, finishing up second, Davis Fisher, by about one bike length in this one. Hayden Gillum was third, and the 35 of Will Cato was fourth. I didn't have any results from there on back. It was a really tight race, so I think I only wrote down the top four. Well, that's all I got on the short track. Let's uh, shift gears a little bit to the TT and again, I'm not going to talk about every class. I think there was 23 main events. I only have a handful of them uh, right here to talk about. The Open Pro Motorcycles, they were race number two. 95 J.D. Beach would take the win. Hayden Gillum would finish up second. Third was Fisher. Fourth was Walker Porter. And Ian Wolf was fifth. J.D. Beach got the whole shot in this one. The 169 of Hayden Gillum was second off the line from the outside and hung close to J.D. this entire race. And they were going at it. They ride with each other all the time. So no surprises there. Fisher hang on to third. But uh, again, Walker Porter, the highest finishing amateur in the Open Pro-Am at fourth place. 85cc production class. The 159 of Hayden Hug would make a pass at the line to get the win over Rhett Larson. The 43 of Cash Carter was third. Audie Snelson was fourth. And Kurt Lazansky Jr. would end up fifth. 450 Pro Motorcycles. This time, Hayden Gillum grabs the whole shot, and he hangs on for the win. And the man that was on the move in this one was the 85 of Jake Lewis from Owensboro, Kentucky. He worked his way up to second. J.D. Beach tried the outside off the start. I think he was just you know practicing more than anything, but he wanted to try the outside, so he did. Cost him a little bit. He would finish third. Davis Fisher was fourth, and Ian Wolf would be fifth. 450 modified. I'll just give you a real quick highlight. It was the Walker Porter show on the 10 bike. Frankie Lee Gillum, who's 30 years old, he would finish up second. I think he stuck a wheel on Walker about four times. I think they made contact a few times and it did not ruffle the feathers at all. Walker Porter kept his head down and would hang on to the win. Frankie Lee Gillum second and Caden Cox would be third. The highlight of the TT for me was uh, the Open Pro Motorcycles, and they raced the track backwards. So they drew a, a starting line down by turn number one, but then they lined up and went the other direction. J.D. Beach would end up with the win. The 169 Hayden Gillum was second. Fisher was third. Jake Lewis was fourth. And Ian Wolf was fifth. But the 85 of Jake Lewis grabbed the whole shot, and he led the first three laps until the 95 would take over, and that was J.D. Beach. So again, Jake Lewis faded back to fourth, but remember, he doesn't race a lot of flat tracks, so it's still good to see him out there leading some laps. And the last race I'm going to talk about down there at the Ethan Gale Memorial Race was the Open Amateur Motorcycles. It was the 10 of Walker Porter. So in any amateur classes, he got the clean sweep. And uh, in the pro classes, he was the highest finishing amateur when they had the pros and the amateurs mixed together. 
but Walker Porter picked up the win. Frankie Lee Gillum was second. The five of Aiden Johnson was third. 94 of Caden Cox was fourth in the 65. That would be Brayden Huff's actually 65P. He was fifth. Upcoming races, let's uh, shift gears and wrap it up up here, but the upcoming races, the next three weekends are the start of the Revenge Tour for ICE, the World Championship Ice Racing Series. This weekend is Reading, Pennsylvania. It's the Kyle McGrain and Ryan Varnes Memorial Race. Uh, next weekend, next Saturday night, January the 13th, Sioux City, Iowa. So I'm going back up to my stomping grounds. I lived uh, about 90 miles north of Sioux City in Sioux Falls. So that'd be fun. I got some friends and, and uh, probably some family coming down to watch that one. And then the next weekend is Erie, Pennsylvania. That is January the 20th. So that's my next three weeks in a row. Also coming up in just a few days is actually the Winter Throwdown. They start on Thursday, January the 11th. They run up to the 13th. I believe there's over 700 entries down there at the Winter Throwdown. So that sounds like a good one. Uh, I did talk to Corey about announcing that one, and I was also doing the ice racing already. So it just didn't work out. I've never actually got to announce that one or be part of that one. So it's still on the bucket list. Also, another announcement that I forgot to mention early on at the start of the show is on January 1st, XFT, which is Extreme Flat Track, is now officially rebranding to the National Flat Track Series, and they will have 45 races in 2024. Jake Latimer is a guy I raced against a little bit. He's a little bit younger than me, but he was originally from Wyoming, uh, now lives in Texas, but he's the CEO of the National Flat Track Series and National Flat Track Group, so that'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Again, they're uh, 45 races in 2024, that is a whole lot, so good luck to them. Also, right before I recorded the podcast, the Flat Track Canada Series announced their schedule uh, this week. They will have nine races on the series, and that's their provisional schedule, so they possibly could add some more, but uh, nine races up there in Canada as part of the Flat Track Canada Series. That's all I got for this week. I know a lot of it was reading results from DeCoin, but uh, you know, I want to share what I see and what I'm a part of. Uh, I don't normally post a lot of results unless it's something I've been to so I can give you firsthand knowledge of what I saw and what went on. But, you know, a lot of people have been asking me for some other results for some other races. So maybe if there's not uh, a lot going on, I can go back and recap some of those races. But uh, I do like sharing the races I go to especially. And uh, I appreciate all the listeners. Thank you, of course, going out to Jim and Pat. Thank you so much for the patrons. Thank you for Tim at Pro Plates. And thanks to all my listeners. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Off the Groove.